Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I'm still a medical doctor simultaneously trying to pursue a career in acting. My guest this week is Alicia Ryan. Alicia was and still is a teacher, but now she's switched to just supply teaching turned actor. She has an incredible story to tell about going to teacher's college, realizing that Oh, there's so much more that goes into teaching than just, you know, the performative aspect and shaping children's lives. There's all the behind the scenes stuff that goes into it. And she honestly wasn't a fan at all. Oh my gosh, I related to this with my journey through medical school. Oh, there's so much more that goes into being a doctor than just helping patients. And to be honest, a lot of it, I'm not a huge fan of either. There's a lot of paperwork, a lot of paperwork. We also have a really great conversation about finding yourself in this industry, finding a sense of self and learning about who you are, especially as women in this industry and especially as women over a certain age as we age in and around this complicated industry that, you know, it is improving, but to be honest, still has a ways to go in, you know, inclusivity regarding women of a certain age and roles for us uh, women as we get older. We have a lovely, pretty, uh, pretty intense conversation about that. Please enjoy the beautiful and talented new mom. Congratulations, lady, Alicia Ryan. story. How did you get into this acting, entertainment industry business? Business. (laughs) Well, oh my gosh. I feel like it could be a very long story and I'm not good at telling short stories that well um, (laughs) on the fly. But uh, long story short, um, like a lot of us thespians, I I was one who like came out of the womb, like ready to just put on shows for anybody that cared to <laughs> to uh, watch and listen to me. But like, I like I wasn't like really like in your face, like you must watch me now. But I just loved dancing and singing and performing, and I just loved when people cared to watch and listen like I just love their reactions and how how they just seemed to really enjoy what I had to offer and so that started very young and that just never stopped literally like I don't remember my life without loving to perform and so it's definitely been with me this whole entire life thus far and uh I just my parents thankfully they got me like they really cultivated those gifts and interests. So I was in figure skating and dance and got me into choirs and singing lessons and piano lessons and all the things like I was very, very blessed that way and got very involved with what the school could offer. So I was just doing it all the time and just never really like I just always wanted to make this like what I did for the rest of my life and ideally get paid for it because if other people can do it, why can't I? So yeah, 
I guess that's the story in a nutshell. <laughs> did you go to theater school? Like, what happened after high school? Did you train yeah. in the creative arts? So, as I was saying, I I always knew I wanted to make it a career, but um, I was like, okay, I I need to do this somehow, but I also like wanted to be wise about like making sure I'd have a stable job that I could rely on as well. And, or, or if I changed my mind down the road, like I'd already have kind of like something like great to fall back on, so to speak. Right. And so, um, I decided to go to, uh, Waterloo and go to Laurier for voice for singing specific I focused on that in English I almost came to Toronto to do like musical theater program um at one of the great schools here but I wasn't ready to come to Toronto then and getting the degree and like kind of the teaching um background because it was kind of focused on music education my bachelor degree my parents were very supportive of that. They were supportive of whatever I chose to do, but they I could tell they really liked that <laughs> option. And I did it and like I just fell in love with Laurier when I visited it. So it just seems like seemed like the best next step for me. And then uh and then I went to teachers college right afterwards because, you know, that's the next step in like getting that safety job. And I, I did enjoy teaching. Like I taught figure skating and swimming lessons growing up and it was just kind of a natural skill as well for me. And yeah, another great job. And I had a lot of wonderful teachers in my life, um, growing up. And so I'm like, sure, I'll go to teacher's college and just kind of take it step by step and see where I end up. So during teacher's college, I decided I really don't think that like making that my like main career and like letting performance work get very background <laughs> is in the cards for me. I just, it was very clarifying going to teacher's college and seeing what it's really like these days, like, cause it was different than being a student in high school. Right. And I just, as much as I enjoyed working with kids and, and being in that place, I just didn't feel like that was what I wanted to pour a lot of my energy and time into and let the other dreams, so to speak, be put on the back burner. So so then I just decided to like supply teach, essentially, from there. I'm just like, that's a great gig. And uh it lets me really focus on what I really want to be doing and lets me have flexibility over my schedule and still lets me like work with young people and, and teach and connect with them and support them as much as I can. And that just seemed to be the best fit for me for my life and what I wanted to do. So when you were like, I'm just like teaching was always like my backup plan. <laughs> Like it was never my first focus or passion. So yeah, it's always kind of been my, my like guaranteed income job that I enjoy. <laughs> and yeah, so that's basically it. Yeah. 
So do you, was there a time in teacher's college that was that kind of light bulb, like, Ooh, I don't think I want to put so much energy into this anymore. Like, what was it that you noticed? I know you mentioned it wasn't, you're like, Oh, this isn't quite what I was expecting. What was there something that kind of triggered? I wish I had that like one moment in time that I can totally go back to. I mean, going into it, I wasn't that I never was like, I can't wait to make this my full-time job. Like I never was really sold on just focusing on that like full-time contract. I think it's just seeing like basically the hardest part of the job is what you don't see as a student. Like in my opinion, it's all the, it's all the stuff that I don't want to do. Like I want to be there face-to-face connecting with people and like, more like the social aspect of school is my favorite part. And like, I get to do that as a supply teacher, but like, I don't want to deal with big, like behavior problem. Like, I don't know. I just don't want to, obviously you have to deal like with that as a supply teacher, but like, I just don't want to like make that to like my focus where you're like, okay, you got to follow up with everything and follow up with the parents and like be in communication with everybody all the time. And like, the people above you and marking and like really like planning lessons was never something I really was excited about. I like to like when I show up for supply teaching, it's basically like you're given a script. It's a cold read. You're going to an improv class every day. I'm like, I can just execute and facilitate and I'm happy doing that as best I can without having to like think about it all in the evenings when I'm not working. But they're working hard behind the scenes. <laughs> I just didn't want to do that. And so I guess until I got to teacher's college, I didn't really see what the job all in- all entailed. But I remember calling my dad up and being like, bawling. I'm just like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my next 30 years full time. And I'm just like, that's okay. Like, you'll figure it out. But I'm glad I got my degree. Zuh. And, uh, it has really worked out well for me. Like, I always count my blessings that I did go that route. I mean, I'm sure if I did a different something else, I would end up happy as well. But this worked out really well for me. So, yeah, I, it works well. I connect with what you just said so much yeah uh about the social aspect of a career and the behind the scenes being a bit of a shock that for me in my career in medicine is something that is so was so eye-opening for me and yeah like I, I remember talking to a couple girlfriends of mine who are in medicine as well and all of us said man if only we just got to practice medicine and see patients I would yeah. love it but it's right. the behind yeah. the scenes garbage that nobody tells you about paperwork, systems navigation, right? The parents, right? Stuff like that. Yeah, or, I don't know. You go, oh, no. Nobody <laughs> told me about this when I was in high school and I decided to be a doctor. Ah, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, like yep. you just see what we knew as the patient or the student, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's very interesting when you're finally in that other role and. Yeah. yeah, you really get to experience it firsthand. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, sure there's interesting. Lots of there, there's there's people who love that stuff, and I'm really glad that they exactly. do. Exactly, but... that's what makes the world go round, right? Yep. Like... Yeah, yeah. 
I so just saw a funny cartoon. Um, did you ever? Do you remember the cartoon Daria? You, I do, like I know the name. With the big glasses, very cynical. No, I yes, I I can picture it, but I didn't watch it. I don't know yeah. it well. I just it just uh, it triggered in my head this funny thing that just popped up just this week on like social media or whatever. It's this Daria quote, and she was saying she's like, "Man, I really hope I don't wind up like." in my 40s and angry and bitter about the career that I chose when I was 16. And like how many of us kind of have to get pigeonholed into like, you need to pick what you want to do now when you're a teenager and all you see about careers on career day is like the nice, happy social part of it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I hear you. It's, I mean, I, I like the whole kid take your kids to work day kind of thing, but like I feel like there should be more immersion of that kind of stuff because yeah. I'm sure like one day is not quite enough in my opinion, but but yeah, like more like co-op kind of stuff. That's helpful, yeah. I think, for kids. I totally agree. And like yeah. so many students, I was at a graduation, grade 12 graduation the other day, and a lot of them are taking gap years, and I'm just like, good for you because... Yeah, there's no rush. And like, just go and do some soul searching and find out what you really want to do. Maybe travel a bit because you can now. <laughs> and like, you'll figure it out because you're super young and you have the rest of your life to like, I was lucky that I always knew one thing I really wanted to do, like really wanted to do and like nothing else really mattered. Like, but not everybody has that. Like they don't always know that early and that's okay, but yeah. no rush really. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and you had, you had mentioned it um, already that things can shift, things can change. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's been a, obviously a big realization of my own, but like the whole yeah. nexus for this podcast, right? Like, of course, I'm not going to be the same person as I was when I was 16, 17, 18, trying to Thank choose God. a career. Thank God, yeah. right? Okay. Oh my yeah. God, what a disaster I was for good reason. We all should be, right? It's the time exactly. of your life when you're supposed to be a bit chaotic. But yeah, it's Ooh. very it's very interesting. And I remember, I remember having this conversation with my dad when I was younger and being kind of surprised when he was like, you know, your career <clears> might change in your life. I'm like, no, dad, I'm going to be a doctor and a doctor forever. He's like, it can change, you know, and be like, really? Yeah. (laughs) Good for him. I know. Right. What does life look like for you now? How are you navigating uh, your careers, plural, that you're up to? Careers. Um, well, Hi, yeah, yeah. Well, we are coming to an end of the uh, 2001-2002 school year, as you know. So um, I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday booked, and then I will be <laughs> off for the summer. But uh, I am actually going to try and find something work-wise just to make some guaranteed income for the summer. Um, but like, I like. I've been doing this for so long, the supply teaching thing in Toronto since 2020. No, today's 2022. Uh, 2010. Sorry, I moved here. 
And so I've made some real, I know a lot of teachers and a lot of people have my cell phone numbers. Like we're, we're well connected. And so I just have work all the time and there's not enough supply teachers for the amount of work that there is. And so I'm always working and we just, they book me. And if I have something like a Zoom audition that I can't swing the teaching day, or maybe I can do a half day or whatever, um, then I let them know and we cancel it and they find somebody else. They figure it out. And everybody's very understanding, thankfully, of my situation. But it works out really well. It's just really being in good communication so that they know I'm coming or I cannot last minute or whatever. But it works really well. But obviously, thankfully, self-tapes are taking up most of my auditions, at least. So I just do those in my evenings. I was literally up until 1.30 last night doing one. <laughs> I also had a friend over helping me. I hadn't seen in a while. So we were like taking our sweet time. But yeah, so I do lots of self-tapes in the evenings and weekends and it all works out. But that is the beauty of supply teaching is I have complete control of when I'm working and when I'm not because there's abundance of work. And when I need to take the time off, I can do that no problem. So, or travel or anything like, I mean, you don't get paid if you're not there. So, but you know, um, it works out well because if I'm usually taking time off, it's because I've got a performance job that is exciting and also paying me. So it's good. <laughs> yeah. Does that answer the question? I think so. Absolutely, I think that answers the question. Does. Okay. Well, yeah. Do you still do, um, do you still teach voice and, and figure skating and stuff like that? Is that still part of your life? Um, no, I stopped figure skating and swimming lessons years ago. Um, I could research them, I guess, if I decided to get back into that. But no, I, I did a little bit of private uh, music lessons and stuff years ago as well. And I just really don't have, I mean, I could do it this summer, but I don't know. I just, I'm so busy with the supply teaching, like, and I, before the pandemic, I was also working at a restaurant a few shifts a week with acting. Like I was flying all over the place all the time. So now I'm down to the two things and I could always do private coaching or whatever if I chose to, but I haven't got to there yet since I moved to Toronto, but I have done a couple one-offs for people more so just volunteer to help them prepare for auditions. Like people I know have kids that are trying to get into the industry. So I zoom with them sometimes and help them out, but nothing like formal. Yeah. Is there yeah. anything that you've noticed you've been able to pull from your career in teaching now into your acting career? I really think it all kind of just comes down to connecting with people and and really listening and communicating with students and people of all walks of life and all ages. Um, and I mean, if you're a good communicator and a good listener, I feel like that goes a long way in life and definitely in the acting industry, as you know. And so I don't know. And I'm, I'm very observant. Like I love, I'm a people watcher and I just like love learning about, 
the human condition and like how what makes people tick and like just I just love learning about people and psychology and everything and so I find that being in different kind of situations all the time with different people you learn a lot about humanity and I don't know, I just think it's really interesting. And of course, it's only going to help when it comes to creating characters and, and telling stories, right? So mm-hmm. other than that, those are, that's definitely the main thing. Um, and, and performing, like I said earlier, kind of. It's like you are up in front of a crowd every day. Oftentimes, people you've never met before. Not always, but... And you're there to like keep them engaged and like and connect with them and help them progress in some way in their life, right? So that's pretty relative. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, it's I've talked to a couple other teachers and actors or teachers turned actors, and that's the a main kind of vein they talk about is you know, they were performative as children and the stable mm-hmm. career they went into was teaching, which is very performative, right? And I love yeah. what you said about supply teaching. It's just a cold read, it's improv. You're just there, all right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Pretend that you well, I mean, yeah, it's totally improv and yeah. you are just pretending you uh really know what what is on the page (laughs) i mean i'm pretty transparent i'm like guys i swear i learned this 20 years ago but i kind of forget it so uh thankfully i'm very resourceful (laughs) but they appreciate the honesty i bet i bet yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's fun they teach me a lot it's kind of nice going back to high school and relearning a lot of things that i either didn't learn or forgot since I was there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that would be. I never really thought about mm-hmm. that, but that yeah, that would be kind of right? fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun being with the drama students because obviously I thrive in that area and it's just really fun to help them with monologues or whatever scenes they're working on and yeah, and I've been doing a lot of alternative classrooms. Well, since I moved to Toronto, there's so much to offer students in the city, which is great. And um, since the pandemic, I started supplying at CAMH and like sick kids and like really small, small classrooms. And I just absolutely love it. Yeah. So it's, it's great variety in the city for sure. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting. Mm. That, yeah. That must be really, yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Really cool. Really yeah. It's neat. It is like, yeah, you don't get that everywhere. No, not at so, all. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for anyone who's interested in, you know, changing careers <clears throat> to get into acting or just in general, like in getting into the entertainment industry or trying to be a bit more creative with their life or more performative with their life? Performative. Um, well, I say, like, if you have that desire, like, why not? Why not try? Like, just make it work. Everybody's got different life situations. But like, maybe you can't leave your, your, your current job right away. But like people, people like start taking classes in the evening, or, you know, kind of just like do baby steps to like, get more creative, kind of 
be outside of what their norm is and learn more about this industry you're so curious about and and hone those skills and foster those skills and like see where it takes them that's what i'd say but like definitely don't ignore those feelings because that's crucial like i feel like any desire people have to really do something that's that's like they've got this passion for i i don't know why you would not do it <laughs> like that's why we're here <laughs> in my opinion yeah do you have so, any um this is a bit of a, this is a bit of a deep, uh, loaded question yeah. I, a lot of times i know that, i'm not gonna speak for other people i'll speak for myself say um there is a fear of like you were saying, like leaving the job that provides you with stability because mm-hmm. it's like an unknown unpredictability. Um, even mm-hmm. though there is that kind of creative flame that's there that you don't want to ignore. Do you mm-hmm. have any advice for that? Well, I've heard of a lot of people that have like decided that they want a career change or to try something else. Great. Like, you don't need to stick with one thing forever, like we said. And like they save, you know, they pull back in some places and save more money up so that they can be okay to float for a little bit between that career and something else. Like if you really want to do something, I feel like there's always a way to make it work. But I, and if you, I don't know. Don't have the fear. No, have the fear, but do it anyway. I just, just, you will thank yourself. Your future self will definitely thank you because I don't know, man, like every day, every day is like Saturday to me. Like, yeah, it's Friday, but like, I love every day of my life. So, and like, I feel like if you can try to do that, I highly recommend it. (laughs) Like there's so many ways to like, or like I mean there's a lot of like entrepreneurial things people are doing now like there's there's just this, I feel like so much more opportunity at this time mm. to to really have that joy in your life but also pay the bills I don't know yeah. there's ways there's ways to do it mm-hmm. so get some good books and make it happen <laughs> listen to some good podcasts there's That's lots right. of great ones yeah. out there <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's such a good advice, right? And I, we hear it a lot, even though it's hard to like, you know, you just, you can never hear it enough, right? Like, I know, just, just do it. Like, if you just fail, like, who cares? You can go yeah. back to supply teach. And like, that's where yeah. I think there is a, I do like the like stability part, the stability foundation, because yeah. I don't think I could jump off the cliff without a parachute. That's just me, right? So uh, that's just who I Yeah, am. and some people can, and they yeah. make it work. Yeah. And that's great if you mm-hmm. can do that. But yeah. fortunately, especially in this city, I just can't. I wouldn't be able to sleep very I sleep very well at night, and I don't <laughs> want to change that. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just want to, I just want to know that I can, like, pay the bills have the flexibility to like really live the life that I want to live I don't know it's hard sometimes but there's ways that you can make it work yeah. Yeah. 
Got to get creative. Get creative that way. Get creative about your creativity. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any memorable or funny on-set stories from your time acting? Oh, lots of memorable ones. I've had, I was thinking that earlier. I'm like, I've had nothing but great experiences with like, and I'm still non-union currently, currently, but that might be changing soon. But uh, hopefully, Um, but yeah, like, because I mean, with non-union, there's no real rules, right? Mm -hmm. But I've had such great experiences. Like, I, yeah, I could go on about this community and the people in it. But I got to go to Ecuador once for this wonderful National Geographic docudrama where I played Diane Fossey. And we were living in the jungle for a week in this beautiful eco lodge and filming. But like, it was just one of the most amazing experiences of my life and a great crew. And yeah, yeah, I didn't get to hang out with any mountain gorillas, unfortunately, because that was all done prior to when I was involved. But um, that was definitely the most special experience I've had so far on set. Um, yeah, got to travel to a wonderful destination and just a really cool project to be a part of yeah. for sure. And like one of a, one funny little story, funny to me at least, and the people that were there, but I had to drive in uh, a movie that I was in and I was told, yeah, no problem. We'll have an automatic car there for you. <laughs> and and I didn't have to drive far, but there was no automatic car. They couldn't get one. So I had to learn right there in the moment how to drive a standard. Not far, thankfully, but like talk about pressure because <laughs> I've never driven a standard before. I never really had the desire to because it just seems too complicated, really, for me. But I did it. They talked me through it. They were wonderful. And um we got what we needed, but it was pretty funny to be like, all right, and now you're going to learn how to drive a standard. <laughs> yeah, to me, that was a little wacky, but yeah. fun. It was funny. We laughed. And it all worked out. So um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Anyways, I, I'm like, I could never be a stunt driver. Like, I will never be learning. I don't think I will ever do stick, like, proper driving like six feet was enough for me <laughs> call me crazy but has there been anything that has surprised you about the entertainment industry <sighs> Ooh, surprised me um hmm well i mean of course it's always like had the more, I guess, negative uh, connotation on it for like the whole, like <sighs> with the whole thing about like, you have to look a certain way, you have to act like act a certain way. It's just like, there's so many like um, standards people have, like beauty standards and size standards and all that stuff, which mm-hmm. of course we have it exists um and when it's always has and probably always will be but like I don't know I I think we've come a long way (laughs) during uh the time that I've even been here in the industry I think things are definitely improving in that regard and 
And I think that's wonderful. Maybe that's not surprising, but what I was going to try to get at here is that I feel like maybe not just actors, but like we really have to, like, I feel like, especially personally, I have come a long way with my like sense of like just owning who I am and not really caring (laughs) what the industry feels about my looks or my height or my skin. You know, it's just, you have to like really have a strong sense of self in life, but especially in this industry. And I feel like I have done a lot of self growth and personal development through being in this industry and having so many things kind of working against you in that regard. And like, I, and I know a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know, we've, a lot of us have had a lot of growth in that, in that aspect of life. And I think it's really awesome. But I mean, yeah, that's all I can really think of right now, <laughs> but it's really important. And uh, yeah, cause there's a, there's a lot of people that will tell you that you are not enough, but we all know, like we are <laughs> and like, uh, anyway, it's, I could go on forever, but I just think that, uh, we in this industry have really had to, had to, uh, and that's how do a lot of inner work to, to have a strong mind <laughs> and like a healthy whole person to be resilient and to keep going. It was a surprising thing for me as well too. And like I was saying, it was, I felt kind of silly for being so surprised about it because you hear all the time in the media about, you know, beauty standards in the industry, the sizeism in the indus- industry, racism, sexism, all the isms and how mm-hmm. so much we've come so far but there's also still like ingrained, ingrained, um, all from of those years systems. from years, yeah. right? And uh-huh. I think for people to survive, and I mean the atrophy rate, the you know retiring, you know rate for actors saying I don't want to do this anymore, is massive, and the mm-hmm. because of the like we get rejected all day, every day for usually not our talent. It's usually just something as simple as like, I don't think her face fits. Her hair is not the right color. She reminds me of my ex-wife, right? Like silly stuff like that. Yeah. She's too pretty. She's too pretty, right? She doesn't look old (laughs) enough. She looks too old. Her hair's too long. And you're like, all these things. I know. Can you really? It can mess mess with you because it's very personal. It's very personal. So yeah, I think Mm -hmm. the only way that we can survive in this industry is by doing the inner work and realizing that that's not who we are and what our value is to the rest of the world. But exactly. I, I know for a fact, if I had tried to be an actor when I was 16, 17, 18, 20, all the way up till 33, I would not have survived just because there was, I had not had the life experience and the inner work 
the therapy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also that the realization of that, that only comes with life experience and time of like, this is who I am. This is my face. Uh, this yeah. is what I look like. If you don't like it, then fine. I'll Doesn't wait for it. the next the dra- exactly. next job that is right for me, right? Like exactly, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. hard. yeah, it is. But it does get easier, I think, when you're get older and you have more life experience and you finally come to those terms. Like, yeah, I it's a lot easier now than it was even five years ago for me. So totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is tough. I, and it's funny, I was chatting with my, is actually my first agent that I had when I got my first agent. And I was very surprised yeah. that she wanted to sign me. This was like two years ago. I have a new agent now, both fabulous, fabulous mm-hmm. people. And I remember mm-hmm. being surprised because I was like, oh, wow, I am a white female in my late thirties. There are many of us and like carbon copies carbon copies in the industry. I was mm-hmm. surprised. I was like, I'm surprised you wanted to sign me. Cause I think there's many of us out there. She's like, there are, but I'm thinking long-term. And once mm-hmm. you cross over 40, the number of people in your category just goes that because yeah. of this exact reason. People are tired. People are just, just, disgruntled. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Disgruntled. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I don't blame, I don't blame them. It's, it's, get burned it's, out from, get burned out the hustle. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're there. You're in or you're out around that age. Is, you're right. I think that's like probably around the, the drop off point. Like the majority of people probably make their choice at mm-hmm. around that time. Right. Yeah. 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 I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm sticking around. I was I'm like, you know what? I made the choice. And it's because I read this um oh on a blanket. Oh, Elizabeth Gilbert. She I don't know if you yep. she wrote Eat Pray Love. Have you read her book Big yes. Magic? Not yet, oh. but it's on the list. I like to eat pray love and I've heard great yeah. things about Big Magic. Yeah. It's just it's wonderful. It just basically sums up exactly what, what we've been talking about, right? Like she wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and then was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, what happens now? I have, I, I, the pressure was on, right? To like create something equally, if not more amazing. And she was just like, oh, this is really hard. And, but then it was the realization of, no, you just need to create stuff. You just need to be in this industry and say to yourself, for her writing, but for us acting, like, I'm going to do this acting thing until I die. Some days it's going to suck. Some days I'm going to be great at it. Maybe no one will ever see me be an actor, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to commit to it. And she calls it like marrying your craft through sickness and in health. Yeah. Just marry it. Just get married to it and just you're with it forever. Too bad. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I didn't realize she was an actor. No, no, sorry. She's not. She, oh, for her, it's, for her, it was it's writing, right? But just like, it was yes, like for anything, anything creative, yeah. right? Just yes. like, if you want to yeah. do it, commit to it. And even if it's, yeah. even if like no one sees it or one person, who cares? You're going to do it forever. Yeah. Well, that's where I feel like, like, do I, would I love to be in all these blockbuster movies that I watch? Of course I would. Like, of course we would. But like, if I don't get there, 
then that's okay too. Like I just want to work as regularly as I can doing what I love as often as I can and doing work I like ideally that I feel is meaningful and like is is helpful for audiences. Like that is the goal and where it takes me it takes me, but like it's yeah, the joy of just doing. It's the, the little things, right? Like that yeah. add up to so much and like yeah like even sometimes when I get swamped with lots of commercial auditions in a day I'm just like hi 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 but then I'm just like well you know just look at it as an acting exercise and like it's all great it's all an opportunity right sometimes you just have to have little pep talks to <laughs> motivate yourself to get up and do it all but but I don't know it's all it's all beneficial. So, yeah. Is there, is there anything you're looking forward to this year coming up? This year coming up. Well, um, you know, Jen Gardner. Yes. Yes. Actually, that's how I think I, I got connected with you is through Jen. Yes. The lovely Jen and I have some projects, uh, plans uh for the summer and fall so um i'm really excited to work with her and the teams on them a short and a feature um and uh other than that i'm just excited for all the wonderful opportunities that will be coming (laughs) my way that i don't know about yet and um yeah and that's the main things but i should also mention this will might be the first time I say this publicly on social media, but dun, 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 I'm having a baby this year. What? <laughs> Yay! Oh, so my that's gosh. very exciting. <laughs> that's very exciting. Yay. Oh, my God. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, should I say it on here? Why the heck not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Oh my god. So that's, that's happening. Thank you. At Christmas Aww. time. On Boxing Day. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It's time. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's huge. That's obviously taking over our our minds a lot. But uh yeah, until then I'm just I told my agents just the other day, I'm just like, I wanna work as much as I can until they get here. And when they get here, as soon as we're in a flow and we're feeling good, I wanna be like sent back out again. <laughs> I'm taking a year of maternity leave, of course, from this supply teaching job. But yeah, I can't wait. I'm like we'll hopefully get to do some auditions together. <laughs> All maybe, maybe even when I have a big belly, I just have a little one right now. But uh, anyway, it's all very exciting. That is so <laughs> exciting. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Janet. <laughs> Do you have any final words of wisdom? No pressure. That's a very loaded question, I know. But any final words of wisdom? Yeah. Well what literally came to my head was just do the thing. <laughs> so I just whatever whatever is like that little kernel of excitement that people may have, 
within them, I say just foster that and like do what you can to make it happen. Even if it's just little bits per day, like we know that sticking to something regularly is and just putting putting some time and energy into it, maybe for small periods of time, but often will help you get that thing completed <laughs> and and doing it. And you're going to feel so happy and uh, thankful that you did. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you, Alicia, for being my guest this week. And once again, congratulations on the birth of your baby girl. She's so, so, so cute. And yes, more powerful women in this world raising powerful women and female-identifying individuals. I love it. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadewer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancys, Judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye!